Welcome back to TV Tangents, a classic TV podcast. Today on the program, we gush about the 1970s detective series Columbo. Grab a can of tab and a spot on the Davenport because the show's about to start. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Rebecca. Sorry, taking a drink of my beverage. It's fine. Hi. You're going to think I'm really stupid. Never. But I didn't know that Columbo started in 1968. I didn't even really know Columbo existed until we were told (gasps) to do this podcast. Your mom didn't watch it? My mom did not watch it. All right. Well, this was a listener suggestion that we pulled out of our mug I was recently watching SNL's Weekend Update, mm. and Columbo was described as having resting cigar face. Resting cigar <laughs> face. That's an interesting one. I like that. Because apparently Columbo is like, like everybody, all A the kids deal. know who Columbo is. That's interesting. I did not know that. I was watching, I didn't either. I was watching the show in my living room, and my son came in, and he said, are you watching Columbo? And then I was like, I now have to find out why a 16, a 17-year-old. Do I never know my kids' ages? I was just going to say, at this point, I don't know how old any of them are. Okay, same. Um, so please welcome our second guest ever, my yes. son, Adam. Hi, Adam. Yay. Applause. Adam, welcome to TV Tangents. Hi. We wanted to bring in a, what is your generation called? Gen Z? I guess. Okay. We wanted to bring in a Gen Z or a hip cat to tell us why the kids know about Columbo. I don't know if this is every kid. This is just mostly my circle, but there's this voice actor named Gianni Matrigano. I'm probably butchering that name, but... He does very good impressions of a lot of characters, including Columbo. Yeah, he's very he's a very good voice actor. I really like him. But yeah. Well when we were we had some Columbo on earlier and you walked into the room and were like, That voice actor really does a good Columbo. Yeah. So he, it must be he good. does. So we were watching Columbo a little bit when we were having dinner or before dinner and what did you think about Columbo? I didn't really have any thoughts on him, but I just remember the the voice was really good. Like, Gianni Matriano's voice was very close. That's awesome. Like, a little bit more rough, I guess, but that's about the only difference I can think of. But also, there are a lot of memes floating around about Columbo, is that correct? Because you know memes, you're always talking about yeah, memes. Yeah, Gianni Matriano does memes. It's very interesting. You'll have to find some good memes of Columbo so we can put them on our social media pages. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I will, definitely. <laughs> send them to us. One of them has, a, like, a single swear word in it, but I don't, I don't know if you're... Natalie's heard that. swear words I've before. heard some swear words okay, before. Okay, well... We try to be family-friendly, but sometimes yeah. it spills over. The show is over. definitely family-friendly. Yeah. What else do you have to say about Columbo for your generation as the spokesperson for your generation, Adam? <laughs> I don't really. It's just he's a very good 
I like him as a character a lot, but I haven't seen any of the actual episodes or any of that. I just wanted to share that he is in modern thought, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. that's good to know because I just, yeah, I wouldn't even... I mean, I don't know a lot about modern culture, like that your generation would even talk about. So, but yeah. the fact that I didn't even know who Columbo was until I started watching this, so that's very interesting. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, yes. Adam. Yep. We appreciate you being our guest. Thanks, thanks for Adam. joining us. Yep. He's more than just a bartender. I think he was our bartender <laughs> once too. That's right. <laughs> you were. That's one your time. new catchphrase, Adam. You just had more than just a bartender. So, yeah. I love that the kids know the Columbo. That's awesome. Yeah, apparently he's like, you know, like the whole 70s vibe and -hmm. the whole like aesthetic is hip with the kids. That's awesome. I don't know. That's awesome. What the kids do. It just really surprised me when he knew who that was. Yeah. I like in today. Yeah. He just walked in. He's like, oh, yeah. I knew that was Columbo. I was like, oh, interesting. That is awesome. Yes. You had never seen Columbo. I and had never have seen Columbo. I had seen Columbo because my mom watched it because she watched like all the detective shows. I had like I never sat down and watched an episode. So I didn't really have a concept of what this show was because mm-hmm. I was thinking more murder. She wrote. Right. Me too. Like, we have to find out who the killer is. Yes. Um, and I also thought it only happened in the 80s. I, yeah, I had no idea. And even when I started watching it, I kind of looked it up. I was like, oh, it's an old 70s detective show. Okay. And then I didn't realize it went on for like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. And there were times where it just wasn't on or whatever. And it was very interesting. So I just thought, and of course I watched a lot of the beginning. So it's very 70s vibe. Um, and all the different uh stars that make it appearances um but yeah it was so good and i the first thing i did i always kind of like look at the very beginning description on the wikipedia and it said how it was put set apart because you know from the beginning basically who commits a crime and then you just have to figure out how Columbo's going to figure it out and that threw like, me. Me too. I was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. The very I watched the very first episode. Mm-hmm. The very first one. And I was hooked. I was like, this is kind of amazing. Yes. I was hooked. Number one, the scenery mm-hmm. was amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like a tour of 1960s Los Angeles. Yes. It's amazing. And then I hadn't read the description, so I didn't realize that we know who the killer is because I'm watching it and it's like, this person killed this person. I was like, wait a minute. Wait, the show's over. (laughs) Right. Like, now what? And also, Columbo doesn't come in to the first pilot episode until about 32 minutes, 26 seconds. Oh, wow. Is when he comes in. Interesting. This was a two-hour pilot episode, which was another thing that threw me. I was like, I've been sitting here watching this show for an hour Mm -hmm. and it's not even done. Yeah. And they filmed... Two two-hour pilot episodes. Each episode seemed to be about an hour and a half. Most of the ones I yeah. watched were about an hour and a half. That's why, too, in the beginning, I was like, oh, my God, it's how many seasons? And I thought this was going to be, like, again, an, it was an hour-long show that was on TV or something along those lines. And then every season was only, like, eight episodes because each one, they, they described it as almost being, like, a little mini movie mm-hmm. each episode. And when you add in commercials, you yeah. come out to an even two hours. Right. Some seasons, a couple of seasons were like four episodes or three Mm -hmm. episodes. Mm -hmm. So that was different. Yeah. They were kind of sporadic in the 80s. So the first episode starts with like a far out James Bond Rorschach test kind of thing, which Mm -hmm. 
me being the person who thought I was about to watch an 80s or 70s cop show, I was like, wait, where are we? What's happening? This is amazing. And then they're at a mod party, and I loved it. Yes. Yeah, that very first episode was great. And then once I saw that that was the concept, it's such a cool show. I've just, because I've never had a show be like that where... Mm -hmm. I mean, every once in a while you see things and you kind of know something that happened and if someone's going to get caught or whatever. But every single one being like that, I was like, wow, this is super intriguing. And it's so funny to me how all the murderers are so indignant. And they're just (laughs) like, and then at the very, you know, like we'll kind of get into that a little bit more. But it's just so funny to watch how each person thinks they're going to get it. And, you know, in the beginning, I didn't realize it was L.A. Like, I probably did. But I'm like, hasn't everybody heard about Detective Columbo by now and how you can't get anything past him? Especially since there was, like, a police commissioner guy that committed murder in an episode. And I was like, haven't you talked to Lieutenant Columbo before? Because he's a genius. Don't you know you're going to get caught? I was like, I don't understand. But that's just it. He's very unsuspecting because he's not from their world. That's true. They're all, all these murderers are rich people. Yes. And famous people. And he has the oldest car that doesn't work and the door doesn't open. (laughs) He bumbles around and he does a really good job playing ignorant. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he really like ropes them in to, oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You're right. Like he, he gets them to say something as if they're the one who just like solved part of something for him. Oh, I did. And they're like, you're welcome, Lieutenant. And they're all, they're all just like, they get so lulled into a false sense of, you know, yeah, security because they're, they're like, not going to get What caught. does he know? And there's the one, it was in the 80s, I think it was called like Columbo Goes to College or something mm. like that, where he, he guest, he's a guest speaker at a college class about criminology or whatever. And the murderers are in his class. And then he's hanging out. All these college students think he's, like, the coolest thing. And they're, like, you know, all chummy with him. So they ask him to go to the bar afterwards. Mm -hmm. So he's hanging out with the killers. And he's walking around trying to solve the murder with all these students, including the killers. And he keeps saying stuff like that where he's like, oh, you guys are right. Because the killers are like, well, maybe it's this. And he's like, oh, you're probably right. Mm. But he already knows yeah. because he already, like, recognized the name of the guy on the reservation. of that. Yeah. It's so crazy. it's the process that's cool. Mm-hmm. The oh. little things he discovers. I just can't. The most random things he can figure out the connection. Sometimes and- it's a stretch. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, I don't think you had that information, Columbo, but it's fine. Yeah, and he kind of talks people into something where, well, he tricks a lot of people into revealing themselves. Because he'll be like, oh, this happened. And then the killer's like, picks up something that they couldn't have possibly known. Like, there was one with a camera, and the killer picks up the perfect camera. And there's like, there's like 10 other cameras sitting there. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that because they said, oh, the film was destroyed and he picks up the one and he's like, how did you know that was the camera that would have the negative in it? And I'm just like, oh, bum, bum, bum. Dun, dun, dun. And it's just, yeah, it's very interesting. But I do have to say, I've been dying to say this to you. Oh, I texted you one night <laughs> and I've been dying to say to you, did you see the episode where Dr. Spock tries to set up Dusty from Dallas I for sure murder? Did. I sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Let me oh, get to my notes. Okay. Let me that get was to my so notes. so good. Because, yes, Leonard Nimoy, Dr. Spock, mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. with regular people ears. Yes. Which you don't see very often. No. Is a murderous surgeon who's experimenting on animals also. So yes. sad. And then the nurse is Anne Francis, mm-hmm. who starred in Forbidden Planet. Oh, 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 oh. Leslie Nielsen is also in that movie. Anyway, that's a tangent. I digress. Anne Francis is the nurse. And then Dusty, like you said, works at the zoo. Mm -hmm. And he's a prescription drug addict, which I thought explains his dustiness Mm. with Sue Ellen in Dallas. Oh. Because of all the drugs. Truth. Very truth. I love in that episode that Columbo and his wife had like a rough night for some reason. I don't remember why. Mm -hmm. And he's looking for coffee through the whole thing. And he can't find any coffee. (laughs) And then somebody hands him a bottle of orange juice. That has like four ounces of orange juice in the bottom. They're like in the parking garage. And yeah, he's like, oh, okay, I guess that'll do. Yeah. He's like hilarious because I, it, you know, we're talking about how he stumbles around and just acts crazy. And then like at the beginning of season two or three, he started carrying around hard boiled eggs as a snack, <laughs> like in his pocket. And he's constantly like cracking them on things. On and people's car. He, he went yeah. up to like a car and just. Yeah. And, and then, excuse me, I, I haven't had anything to eat. This guy know. comes over and they're talking about, or they're looking at the body or whatever, mm-hmm. which is funny because Columbo doesn't like the sight of blood. Mm-hmm. And he had cracked the egg on somebody's car and they're looking at the body and this other cop is standing there and he hands him his shells. He's like, would you mind getting rid of those? And this cop is like, okay. Thanks. He's always eating. Yeah. Well, in the beginning, he was like all about chili. And that kind of went away. It, it seemed like it was going to be a recurring theme that mm-hmm. he always, he went to a restaurant. They're like, what's it going to be today? Chili. And he was like, well, what did you, I saw a special, da, 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 da. And then he orders chili. So I was like, okay, that's his, that's his thing. He orders the chili. The one where the, where the chef murders the other chef or whatever, murders somebody. Yes. That one, everybody in that episode is offering him all kinds of like gourmet mm-hmm. exotic foods and he's just like yes please and he's walking through the kitchen just eating everything mm-hmm. and I loved that yeah he eats caviar at one point and, <laughs> uh, yeah Lieutenant Colombo is a homicide detective with the Los Angeles Police Department and the two pilot episodes aired in 1968 and 1971 the regular series originally aired on NBC from 1971 to 78 And then the initial run ended in 78 because Peter Falk and the network were unable to agree on budgets and some budget talk. Yeah. And then it returned on ABC from 89 to 2003. I saw that. I was like, what? That's insane. That is insane. That's like, in my mind, like five years ago. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's not. Yeah, not 20 years ago. I saw that and I was like, even I couldn't. I was watching episodes over the last few weeks, and then today, I finally discovered I could watch some of the later ones on Tubi. I was like, oh, man, I should have been doing this, but I was, like, so engrossed in the early ones. Mm -hmm. So today, I started watching an episode from 89, and I'm like, okay, now we've changed totally. It's got the dramatic... And the best part is... The very first one I pull up, I'm going to watch it. It had Deidre Hall in it, who plays Marlena (laughs) on Days of Our Lives. And I was like, yes. Yes. It was a different vibe. It was was a different vibe than than before. But it kind of has to be. And I would call that a reboot. Mm -hmm. Like, if we were talking about it today, it would be a reboot. That's what they did. They rebooted the show. And they were like, let's bring him back. But let's just do three episodes. And he was, like, exactly the same, though. Had the same Mm -hmm. car. And he doesn't carry a gun. He doesn't even like guns, says he hates yeah. guns, and paid yeah. another police officer to take a shooting test for him. 
He had some other cop show up and he was like, hey, 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 here's just take my badge and go. And they're like, I don't think you're supposed to do that. And he got all mad because he didn't want to, he even had to shoot a gun to test fire. They were going to mm-hmm. see where it landed or whatever. And he didn't even want to do that. And I was like, this is the most bizarre. And yet everybody kind of like, like he shows up and they're like, oh, excuse me, uh, Lieutenant, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. And then they're just like talking to him. And I'm like, God, this is so weird. He's hilarious. He's also afraid of water. Um, I love that there's small talk all the time. Like, he just walks up on a crime scene. Mm-hmm. Sort of talking about, like, he's like, oh, that's, like, a nice pool table. And I used to play pool, like, when with my brother and blah, and just some random stuff. And he mm-hmm. just, and then they're like, okay, can we get back to the murder? He's like, oh, yeah. But I feel like sometimes he does that to draw stuff out of people. And other mm-hmm. times it's just because he's, like, you know, he was just going about his day. And then he got called into this murder. And he's yeah. like, oh. He's like, oh, I guess I'll be there. But yeah, it's almost like everything's calculated except he pretends to be <laughs> just a bumbling guy. And it's funny because he does. He shows up. Or there's been so many times where his dog is in the episode. And he, yeah, same thing. His, like, dog's in the car at one point. And he's barking. And he's, like, he's like up at the person's door going, oh, just be quiet. Just, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Then he takes him to, uh, like, a pier. And again, he's always, like, coming up on the murderer. And mm. just being like, oh, excuse me, ma'am. I just I just wanted to have a conversation, you know, about whatever. Oh, no, I'd like to bring my dog down here. And we, we, you know, just like to look at the water. And he picks up his dog that's like a giant hound with like the droopy face. And he's all like chubby. And he picks him up and he's staring at the water. And he goes, yeah, looking out at the water really like peps him up. And the dog like <laughs> lays back and falls asleep <laughs> on him. And I was dying. I'm like, oh, my God. He goes, he's had enough. And he just, I mean... It's so funny. If you met him, you'd just be like, this guy <laughs> is out of control. He is hilarious. He's so funny. Do you know what his first name is? No. Nobody ever says his first name, but his badge oh. does say Frank Columbo. Okay. Because just today I was watching one yeah. and the guy was like, what was your name? And he's like, Columbo, sir, Lieutenant Columbo. And I'm like, is that his first name right, or like- his last name? <laughs> He's Bobby Bobby. Well, like, I was literally like, I don't know what his name is. Trivial Pursuit, you know, the game Trivial mm-hmm. Trivial Pursuit, apparently got into a legal battle with the creators of Columbo because they had a trivia question, what was his first name? And they just put Philip. They just made it up. They just made it up. And the creators were like, "You, that's not what it is. Right. It's Frank. And then Trivial Pursuit people were like, well, I mean, we didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> So they actually, they won their lawsuit. So. Oh, my God. It was weird. It was Very a weird. whole weird thing. Uh, Peter Falk provided the wardrobe for Columbo. Oh, really? His, was his basic, like, raincoat mm-hmm. and his big shoes. Um, he drives an old Peugeot 403, which is a French car that was man- manufactured in the yes. 50s and 60s. And it starts out okay, but it gets progressively rustier and... Mm-hmm. It's a tiny little car. He looks ridiculous in it. Right. He had to take a, a drive a guy who does driving tests, <laughs> who he was also questioning because it ended up leading to figuring out who did a murder. Um, he gets the guy to get in his car and he can't get the door open. So he's inside. He's like shoving on it. And then he gets in there and he drives crazy. So this guy's like having a heart attack. And I was just like, oh, my God. <laughs> that car is just a beater. It's it hilarious. Is and he gets into car. a couple accidents that I saw with another cruiser. Yeah, I'm it sure. happened at least twice. I was yeah. like, okay, 
This yeah, is and nobody cares. And then he just gets out like, I'm okay. And he just starts going about his solving business. I'm like, okay. So he always wears the same duster raincoat mm-hmm. style thing. But there is one where his wife bought him a new raincoat. Did you see that one? I don't think so. And it was really nice. It was like brown with contrast stitching. And it was like oh. fitted. And he had it buttoned. And he hated it. And he kept, like, in the beginning, he's like, oh, my wife bought me this coat and whatever. He kept trying to lose it and, like, leave it places. But people kept bringing it back to him. And, like, he left a crime scene. And they were like, oh, uh, Lieutenant Colombo, you forgot your raincoat. And he's like, ah. Oh, dang it. (laughs) Eventually, he did lose it, though. That's awesome. The character of Colombo was created for a short story titled May I Come In by the writing team of Richard Levinson and William Link. And Columbo first appeared portrayed by actor Burt Freed in the 1960 episode of the television anthology series, The Chevy Mystery Show, titled Enough Rope. But Columbo was an old man. He was like 70 or something. Hmm. And that story was then adapted into a stage play in 1961 and featured Agnes Moorhead and Dora from Bewitched as the victim of murder. Interesting. And then in 1968, it was readapted again into a two-hour TV movie, which was not really intended to be a series, and they approached Bing Crosby to play the detective. But he turned it down. Hmm. He was, like, older at the time. He was, like, in his 70s or something. Mm -hmm. Because that was their intention. And Peter Falk, when he started, was... Like mid fifties, yeah, and they thought he was too young to play the role, but he was like, no, he really wanted it. Hmm. And then in 1979, there was a spinoff called Mrs. Columbo. Did you know about that? I read about it, but I didn't see anything about it. I didn't look into it because they said she never appeared on the whole show. Right. He talked about his wife all the time and talked to her on the phone and everything, which. I think it's better that we never see her because every time he mentions her, I just have to think, like, how can I imagine a person who would put up with someone like Columbo? Yes. Because he's so set in his ways and surly Mm -hmm. and accident prone for some reason. He said he was going to come to some dinner party on one of the episodes and she was going to come. And then, of course, I was like, then he shows up and then she's like, where's your wife? And he's like, oh, she wasn't feeling good. Well, Mrs. Columbo is played by Kate Mulgrew in the series in 1979. Really? You know who she is? I do. She um, played... Most recently, Orange is the New Black. But she's been on Dallas and Star Trek. She was. (laughs) She was Captain Catherine Janeway on Star Trek Voyager. And she was Red on Orange is the New Black. And she was in a couple episodes of Dallas. Mm -hmm. And... Mrs. Columbo in the series is a crime-solving newspaper reporter, and we never see her husband. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. But it was uh, canceled after 13 episodes. This was after Columbo, the original series, had ended. Okay. A year after. So mm. they were just like, oh, how can we do it so without Columbo? Mm-hmm. Mm. Very, very interesting. I do like in the beginning, I thought this was going to be more of a thing, that... Early on in multiple episodes, somebody would say something and he'd say, well, what do you know about that? And that's very George Bailey from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. So I was just (laughs) like, oh, my God, that's so funny. And then just was it today or yesterday? I was like finishing up some episodes and and Columbo shows up to somewhere and goes, oh, does anybody know where Miss whatever is? And this guy goes, search me, we're on lunch break. And I was like, God, I have to keep saying search me more often. Search me. Search me. You know what I used today? And how. 
And how. And how. Before we talk about all the bajillions of guest stars, mm-hmm. should we talk about the cast? Yes. It's like Peter Falk, right? Yeah. That's, it. <laughs> that's the cast. Peter Michael Falk was born September 16th, 1927 in the Bronx, New York. And his parents were Jewish immigrants. This is where I went down a rabbit hole for maybe an hour. Oh. And you'll know why. Peter's right eye was removed when he was just three years old due to retinoblastoma. Okay. Isn't that what the name yes, of it, it is? is? The yes, only reason I know that is because of how many people on soap operas have oh, really? retino- retinoblastoma. Which is funny. Including Johnny re- DeMira on Days of Our Lives. It's actually rare. Is it? It's, it's a congenital... It's like an uncommon cancer of the retina, and mm-hmm. it's congenital or genetic. It's a mutation. Interesting. And I could go on about it. It's yes. like sometimes, you know, you've seen stories on the internet where somebody saw something in a picture of a mm-hmm. kid where they see like a white light and yes. the other eye is red. That's a retinoblastoma. Got but it. it's not very common. Got it. And so it's very treatable if you catch it. Mm. But this was in the 20s. Sure. So he ended up having his eye removed, which is usually what you do. In 1953, he got a degree in Master of Public Administration from the Maxwell School of Syracuse University. Mm. And that's basically just training to be like a civil servant. Really? And in, in the federal government. And in his memoir, Just One More Thing... He said he had absolutely no interest in any kind of civil service. (laughs) But that's what he ended up doing. He was a management analyst with the Connecticut State Budget Bureau. And while he was there, he joined a community theater and eventually quit his job because they told him he was a great actor. Hmm. He moved to Greenwich Village in 1956. Interesting. I wonder if he was a beatnik. Yeah, I bet he was. that sounds very beatnik I was going to say. His breakout film role was the 1960 film Murder, Inc. Not Murder, Inc. (laughs) That's what I read when I saw it. Murder, Inc. In 1961, he was the first actor to be nominated for an Oscar and an Emmy in the same year. Oh, wow. Those were for Murder, Inc. and for a guest role on the series The Law and Mr. Jones. In his lifetime, he won four Emmys and a Golden Globe. He was married twice and had two children. His second wife, Shira Denise, was 21 years his junior, and she appeared in more Columbo episodes than any other actress. Really? Do you know who she was? I don't think I do. I remember seeing her name in the credits, and I thought, Shira, like Princess of Power? Mm Mm-hmm. She-ra. Princess of power. power. I love She-ra. Me too. Um, so in the episode, in a couple episodes, she was the blonde. She was in Murder Under Glass. I'll have to look that up just so I know what she looks like because that's interesting. She also did the song for the episode Murder of a Rock Star or something like that. Something to do with a rock star. Where there was like a singer and she got killed and whatever. Hmm. The song that was sung for that was by... Columbo's wife. They met in not Columbo's wife. Peter sorry, Falk's wife. Peter Falk's wife. It doesn't matter. <laughs> the same person. They are literally the same person. They are the same in person. fact, people have said they're the same person. Yes. Like people who know him. They did not meet on the set of Columbo, but they did start dating. He got divorced. 
They got married. Mm. She was in the show all the time. Interesting. She was also in the 1983 movie Risky Business. When Peter Falk passed away in 2011 from complications of Alzheimer's and pneumonia, there was an issue with his wife. Oh. He was 83, mm-hmm. which would have made her in her 60s or whatever. And his daughter, Catherine, from his first marriage, alleged that Shira prevented his family from seeing him at the end of his life and didn't notify them of his condition or of his death. Wow. And this resulted in the passage of Peter Falk's law in at least 15 states, which provides guidelines for guardians of incapacitated people regarding visitation rights and notice of death. Interesting. That is crazy. Yeah, that seems to be a prevalent theme, and especially with actors or you know, it seems to happen. People. Yeah, like it, the something similar happened with is it Casey Kasem? Casey Kasem. Yeah, and if you just recently in the news with John Amos. Oh really? Yeah, John Amos. Yeah, he's like all of a sudden I saw something, and then it said it's like his daughter was or his daughter thought. Now I can't remember. The daughter was abusing him mm. or something. Yeah. And he's, oh, he looks like he's getting... That's, is John Amos still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Not. He's one of the... I think we talked about that when we talked about Mary Tyler Moore, how he was one of the... He's one of the last few, like, that mm-hmm. is still around. So mm. I was like... Crazy, crazy. But there were pictures online of, yeah, he's definitely not doing well, so... Well, anyway, that's the story of Peter Falk. Interesting. Who apparently is just like Columbo, mm. as people like to I say. I could see that. I could totally see that. <laughs> and always late for everything. They're, they were always, you know, in all these articles I was reading, talking about he was always late mm-hmm. for everything all the time. <laughs> and I can totally see that. I could, too. Because he looks just like he would be. If he acts like Columbo, <laughs> then that would make sense. And he brought his own wardrobe. He was like, I'm just going to show up, and I'm going to be me, and you tell me what to say. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. So interesting. He's so unassuming. It just, yeah. He's, a, I mean, great actor because he really does play like so well. Such a bumbling, like, you know, guy who's just like, do to do. And then he's just somehow he's like a genius. Like, like he, how yeah, did he know that. Like his outside voice is like, you know, dumb and unassuming, mm-hmm. and d- he's always confused. Mm-hmm. He's always like talking like he's confused, but his inside voice is Must figuring out this notes. murder. Yes. Yeah. It's really weird. Like to the point, he, I just love the one he made subliminal photos in a reel to get a guy to run back to, to where like the <laughs> murder weapon was. I was like, that is some crazy stuff right there. I mean, he can just, he, the way he can figure things out, I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's interesting. He's so observant. He's always observing things, even though you don't know it. And, and other he's like, people. wait a minute, didn't you say earlier mm-hmm. this? And they're like, did I? I don't even remember. They're like, oh, yes, Lieutenant, I forgot. You're right. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then they always have another reason. And then he's like, oh, that's what I figured. Oh, yeah. But then he's also just remembering everything and keeping those mental receipts. He's if you're like, talking oh. to Columbo and he does that and he goes, oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. You're done. You're you are done. cooked. He has caught you. And so many of them, they were so, like, just cocky that they weren't going to get caught. And they're so, and they get so indignant with him. Columbo, if you don't have anything else, 
you need to leave me alone. And then he, oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I'm so sorry. Like da, 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 da. And then on and on and on. And then at the very end for almost everyone, he gets, there's like this huge realization. And then all of a sudden everyone's just like, they either confess or they're like, well, I mean, a couple ladies were like, may I take your arm, Lieutenant, so they can go off to prison. And I just am like, everyone gets so resigned. No one fights it. No one's like, mm, they nope, you don't. Like, I'm getting a lawyer. Nope, I don't care what you say. He, Whatever the thing that happens at the very end, they're like, he got me. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> wah, wah. my two hours is over. Exactly. In the one I was talking about, Columbo Goes to College in season 10, that features Robert Culp a.k.a. Bill Maxwell from Greatest American Hero. It was actually in a couple episodes. And he wrote his name down and forgot who he was. Yes. So, yes. Yes. He is the father of one of the murderers who's, like, a, like, douchey college student. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, a lawyer. So, he's, you know, he's, like, threatening... He's threatening uh, Columbo's job and mm-hmm. everything. And he, like you said, he's one of those, like, just entitled. He's like, don't you understand that, like, there's nothing you can do yeah. to us anyway. A woman in that episode refers to Columbo as a rumpled little dumbbell. <laughs> and I took offense to it. Aww. I was like, don't call. At that point, I had seen, you know, mm-hmm. 10 seasons of Columbo. I was like, don't call him that. Don't call him that. That is rude. That's just mean. He's our friend Columbo. Exactly. Oh, poor Columbo. Poor Columbo. You know, and he has such a process where he comes around, he's always looking at stuff, and other, you know, detectives and other people are missing things, and he's got stuff figured out, and just how, I mean, at one point he knew there'd be, like, poison ivy on the slide of a microscope. I mean, I'm like, how? How do you know, Columbo? Right. I just, he's, he's like, supreme genius. He's supreme genius. And we don't have time to mention every guest star that was in this show. I do have a list, not a full list. Um, We have Marsha Wallace, who was Carol, the secretary on the Bob Newhart show. We have a lot of people showing up from a lot of familiar shows, like Mm -hmm. the Bob Newhart show. Because Suzanne Plachette, I just watched her today, um, who was Bob's wife on the Bob Newhart show. Mm -hmm. Um, She is in an episode where she watches, like she accidentally sees... Uh, Eddie Albert from Green Acres shoot somebody. <laughs> and we have Leslie Nielsen mm-hmm. a couple times. Uh, Pat Morita, who played Mr. Miyagi. Oh, I didn't see that one. Bernard Fox, who is Dr. Bombay from Bewitched. And yeah. also Twiggly Top and Middlebottom from The Monkees. Mm-hmm. 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 Monty Landis, speaking of The Monkees. Monty Landis, yeah. yes. Um, David White, who played that creep Larry Tate on Bewitched. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Shatner. William Shatner. Plays yep. very much himself. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that was a funny episode. At first I was like, is that William Shatner? And then I'm like, oh, that's he's William Shatner. He's so young. He is. And, and it's just, his hair is different. At yeah. first I literally didn't know it was him. His, uh, he's an actor in that episode. George, George Hamilton. George Hamilton. as soon as i saw george hamilton i was like oh george hamilton george hamilton who we did not chase around a hotel in jackson hole wyoming because he wasn't there it was just someone who did not look like him (laughs) but looked like him who we called a little bit looked like him we're like let's just follow him just to see what happens yes 
We that didn't happen. No. And in that episode, Leslie Ann Warren is in that episode mm. also, and she's so like as soon as I saw her, I have never seen her that young in anything because she's like on Will and Grace and a couple other things, and she's always playing a woman who goes like, <laughs> like oh, and she just plays like a duh, you know whatever. But I'm like, she was really good in that episode. Uh, Julie Newmar was on an episode. <gasps> I didn't see a Julie Newmar episode. She is so statuesque. She is statuesque. Uh, George went. From yep. Cheers. Yep. Everyone from Dallas. Not everyone. A, a few people from yeah. Dallas. Yeah. Susan Howard, for sure, mm-hmm. from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you see Valerie Harper in an episode? I did not see Valerie and Harper. And Dean Stockwell from, who uh, oh, he came in super quick. I didn't even know that was him until, at, I was like, I He's that. another one that's so young and like yeah. so out of yes. place because we weren't expecting it. Yeah. Timothy Carey. You don't know the name, but he played Lord High and Low. In the monkeys movie Head. Oh, Lord High and Low is the yeah. one who said, Don't never, but, but never, never make fun of no cripple. cripple. That's Timothy Carey, and he was in two episodes. Oh, okay. And I was so weird because I was, he's not a person that anybody knows. Uh-huh. I was just watching and I was like, That is that guy. Familiar. Uh, we had Ray Milland, Vincent Price. Vincent Price, yep. That was a fabulous episode. Um, and who else was in that? That was uh, oh Martin Sheen's in that episode. Martin Sheen is in that episode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was the one that I was talking to you about. That I was like, what are they doing with their faces? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand. That one was really yeah. That was really good too. Same thing. Like all the di- that I think that might be the poison ivy microscope yeah. one. Yeah, that is. That's like another one of those where you feel like they maybe crafted these episodes around their locations yeah like where can we film this episode and what story can we make out of these cool places because they had like a fashion show and all these fabulous california homes and i don't know what it is too you're right there it must be the era and we're kind of obsessed with that era but like did you see the episode with janet lee i didn't see it so she's you know like uh she's a past her prime well, she was like a dancer and an actress, and she sits in her house and watches her old movies. Mm-hmm. And it was very interesting, and I'm watching it, so she ends up killing her husband because he was like, you're not, you can't go back to that. She thinks that she's going to go back to being a star, and she's like older. Kills him, does this whole spiel where like she climbs down the tree and like then switches the reel out so the butler doesn't know she was gone you know whole Sweet. whole spiel yeah. and at the very end you know of course Columbo figures this out and is talking to her the guy who also was kind of in love with her and he's been like an agent or something along those lines and at the end it's revealed like that the husband knew she had some kind of like inoperable uh, thing in her brain so she doesn't even remember that she killed him oh so Columbo's there and then the boyfriend is like no 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 what Columbo is coming to tell you is I killed him I, and she was like what why would you do that oh. and then she sits down and watches her movie some more and there was like no like I was like so they're just gonna let her, I mean because she's is she gonna die like what's the there was like no kind of resolution to yeah. like, like she wasn't gonna get arrested Sad. And it was a very, and that was weird to me because just she was just that actress, and then that just reminded me of kind of like the um, oh, a star is born kind of theme mm-hmm. where they're like past their prime and they don't, yeah. but, and she just, and I was like, 
this it, that episode just like really got to oh, me. No. I was like, this is so interesting. I should watch that. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to stop watching Columbo. I don't because I didn't going to finish either, all of them. Yeah, and I will watch. I already have watched the pilot episode three times. Oh my so gosh, that one is so good. Yeah, it is so and good. I just like there's so many of them. And the one I was watching yesterday. I know you didn't watch a lot of the 80s ones, but what is the name of the guy in Dallas that I hate that has the square head and he uh, came out of nowhere and he's now dating Lucy, because, or he was dating Lucy, but he was also kind of dating April. Oh, yeah. And also, so his name is... I don't know the actor's name. I don't know the actor's... Uh, Casey. Casey. Casey Denault. Denault, yeah. Casey Denault is in a similar really? episode in the 80s. Where he is dating this famous author who, okay, they said this famous author is old. She's like in her 50s. Mm. And she looks like she could be 40, maybe. And I'm like, Mm. she's really pretty. And I'm like, what's going on? (laughs) I'm not buying this. But anyway, he's like dating her, but it's all a ruse because he he murders her. And he's just trying to get her money or something. I don't know. Because he's also like living with this other rich lady. So, but as soon as I saw him, I was like, ah, no. No, can't have this. Well, that's what I, there was the other one about the author who, she wrote a book called like, I, yesterday I was murdered or something and Mm. she ends up locking some guy in her safe and that's how she kills him. And Columbo figures out the story by, like, at the very end, the guy scratched an arrow into some boxes that were stacked. And then they find a note in the light Mm. fixture. Mm -hmm. And it's her book, and it says he scratches out the one part. It says, I was murdered by what's her name, you know. And then she just resigns to it. Like, that's just foolproof. And I'm like... Oh, my God. Some of these. First of all, that's what I'm going to do if I'm ever kidnapped is yeah. just scratch things and, like, clues and stuff. Yeah. But also, there's been an influx in the last few years of authors murdering people in real life, mm. I just have to say. And, like, it's not good for us. No. Um, another author episode early on starred Jack Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Who's in multiple episodes. He's in multiple episodes. Yeah. He's the father of David and Sean Cassidy. Who I... This is really weird. The week I started watching Columbo, I had never seen a single thing with Jack Cassidy in it. Me neither. But I was watching some other 70s show with Jack Cassidy in it. I don't remember what it was. And then this came up, and I'm like, all of a sudden, Jack Cassidy is in my life. It's everywhere. Like, we're acquaintances. Like, not friends, but like coworkers who you <laughs> used to work with but don't anymore. That's how I feel about Jack Cassidy. I'm like, why are you always here? Yeah. But that episode where like he is a co-author mm-hmm. with another author, but the other author does all the work, and then he like lures him out to his cabin yes. and kills him, and then yes. he's like, I am absolutely getting away with all of this. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, Jack Cassidy is kind of a an interesting character. He is. I like when he's the great Santini. Yes. And, he, and apparently he used to be a Nazi. And that's why he has to kill that's someone. I was like, this is so weird. That was very clever. Who, how he had like the tape and he or the mm-hmm. microphone. And he's like, oh, uh, guy, come here. I want to tell you a story from the other side of this door so that I have an alibi. Exactly. But like, I also was thinking, does every detective series have a magician episode? Because Simon mm. Simon did oh, this, and yeah. I feel like Murder, She Wrote did this. Yep. But that's not Columbo's fault, because this was the 60s or 70s mm-hmm. or whatever, so they True. probably did it first. They were the early on. 
There's also a very young Anthony Alda, who is the half-brother of Alan Alda. Really? And I didn't know who he was before I saw the season seven episode Murder Under Glass, which is like a favorite episode in the uh, Columbo fan world. Um, But I was looking at him, I was like, who is this guy who looks really familiar? He wasn't familiar. He just happens to be Alan Alda's brother. Interesting. Uh, Columbo is investigating the death of a chef. So that's the one where, like, the chefs keep making food for him. Mm. And I would be eating everything. Mm-hmm. I would love to just hang out with chefs all day so they could make me food. Yes. Well, although you don't really want to hang out with chefs. Chefs. We'll get into that later. <laughs> I actually I actually do know that. I do understand yeah. that fully. <laughs> Side note. I do. My week. It's uh, fine. Anyway. <laughs> we all have our things, yes. don't we? Um, I did have to mention, too, that how Johnny Cash is in an episode. That's right, yeah. And he's, like, awesome, too. And it's just, like, and he's the same. And I just, first of all, Johnny Cash has the best voice of all time. <laughs> and just him, my man, Columbo, you know, and he just, with his voice, I'm just, like, he, same thing. Thinks he's gotten away with something and just, like, boom. They all do. I think Columbo gives them this sense of... Oh, this is never going to be solved. Mm-hmm. This dude has no idea what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And and then he's like, oh, I got nothing. Uh, I don't know. You're probably innocent. And then he walks out the door and then he comes back. And he's like, yeah. just one more thing. I yeah. got to ask you. Yeah. Oh, oh, I forgot, sir. Uh, just one more thing. I was going to ask you. And then it's like something, some trip up question yeah. where they're like, yeah. what does he know? And my favorite though is when he tricks them to going back to the scene of a crime. And that's how, that, well, that's how he got Johnny yeah. Cash, too. He went back to find, like, the parachute. Right. And it's just, like, they all, and then all of a sudden he turns the the headlights on his beater car, which seemed to be very bright. And then they're, like, whoop. They're all deer in headlights, <laughs> like, and then they're, like, sometimes they're, like, Lieutenant, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, they're not caught red-handed. And I'm, like, oh, my God. It's hilarious. So funny. It really, there are so many funny moments. And there's one where he's on a pier and he's talking to a guy up on a boat or something. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a bunch of like noise from the ships and they're trying to yell at each other and Peter Falk is actually breaking in this scene because he's laughing so hard because they're like the guy's talking to him and he's like what and they're just like back and forth like that and (laughs) it is kind of hilarious it's all hilarious it really is that's this is just such a great show like I it's a heartwarming murder show it is I know it's very it's kind of like wrapped up in a nice little bow at the end and it's just very like okay kind of like and you know we talked about Murder She Wrote and that's very like at the end it's almost like comical Mm -hmm. Um, and this this makes more sense because uh, you know he's an actual homicide detective he's not just an author that just runs into murder all the time yeah but that's what's great is like just finding out the little things and um, just the little tricks and yeah, I just, oh my God, there's so many. I can't even remember them all. Yeah. I have to keep watching it because I didn't see all the episodes. Yeah. I saw all the seasons so I could get a feel. Yeah. But I started skip, skipping through a few so I could get through more, but yeah, yeah. I don't want to stop. It's fun. Either. And you know, I have an affinity for the late sixties LA scene anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like a comfort. Like I have it on when I'm working and it just feels like a warm blanket. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there's a murder happening in a really nice house. <laughs> the murders are also, I did want to say, very um clean. They, yes. They don't show you a lot. And sometimes people just like you never actually see anyone like getting shot, usually. Like there's there's you see the murderer. Mm-hmm. And they never show you what actually happens to the victim. Or sometimes there's like these weird, like, 
especially if it's a woman hitting somebody, it's just all like, ah, and then like that you just see her like doing something and then the person is on the ground yeah. and you're like, oh my God, they killed oh, him. No. And there's a couple times where it could easily be self-defense, but they turn it into like a murder yeah. because they hide it. And I was like, you could have played that off. There was the one where, um, actually, I think it's the one with George Hamilton mm-hmm. and he's going after his wife the guy that ends up and he hits him and he dies yeah you could have been like i walked in he was beating her i hit him over the head the end yeah could have got away with it and said he kills two people because he killed that girl too made her dive off the high board and that's george hamilton evil he he hypnotized that girl to kill herself george hamilton george hamilton he was acting i know he was. We have to. Acting. We have to start separating people. From <laughs> we there. can't. We can't. We really can't. Columbo. We can't for sure. But yes, it's like that creepy guy we always talk about that shows up in random episodes from the episode of Different Strokes. Yeah. Different who strokes. we who can never be anybody but that guy. Yeah. So who we would have punched in the face had yes. we seen him in public. Yes. And that's bad. That's bad. That is very bad. <laughs> Although that maybe they take that as a compliment that they're such a right. good actor. You're so good at this. It, You're it's so like, incredibly creepy, Mr. R, that you just have to be punched in the face. So. It would be a compliment to Peter Falk if you saw him and you were like, hey, this murder just happened. Can yeah. you come over and Can solve it? And he'd be like, no, I'm just an actor. Excuse and you're like, me, Lieutenant. oh, you're so good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, you're Excuse not. me, Lieutenant, Lieutenant. Falk. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm actually an actor. It's fine. He did try to get into um, the military, but because of his glass eye he could not so he was in some other branch of something and it's all a lot of big words i don't know <laughs> a lot of big words i read stuff i didn't write it all down yeah can you hear you what else do you have to say about colombo like do you have a favorite episode oh, or a God. favorite guest star so many um that's just yeah that's way too hard i literally there were so many good ones i mean i think there were a few that i kind of was like ah you know like i and there were a few i think i even started and they weren't getting to the murder fast enough so <laughs> i was like what's happening i agree with that yeah some of them i started and i was like i don't actually care how they mm-hmm. caught this but so many of them sucked me and like one of my favorites was when the guy killed his he strangled his wife and then his, he had already planned it out with his mistress and like she had to go to the airport yes. dressed as his wife yes. and then have she had an That's, argument with him on the plane yes so they had witnesses oh my god yes that they, was genius they planned that whole thing yeah that was genius. great so and was even like when you get back the laundry will be out be sure to put that you know due to uh, planning yep. that down to the yes and so many people that are like, okay, so I'm going to steal some jewelry and then I'm going to take this wherever and then do, yeah. There were so many that I was like, that's really, that's really like, smart. wow, this murderer. Yeah. Like, because it seemed like some of them just did it on the fly. Well, some of them did. I mean, yeah. some people, it was like a heat of the moment kind of thing. And then they figured it out how they were going to cover it up. Yeah. But there was a lot of so, premeditated, mm-hmm, a lot. A ton. It was like, oh, this is what you do to me. All right. Well, we'll see what mm-hmm. happens about that. So crazy. Crazy, crazy. Good show. Indeed. Well, you got anything else? I don't got anything else. If you don't know, because it's been a while since we've been around, uh, you can now call us on the phone and leave us a voice message. If you want to talk to us about Columbo, tell us what your favorite episode is. Mm-hmm. Anything we missed or got wrong about Columbo, please call us and leave a voice message. We won't call you back. We won't answer the phone. But our number is 531-600-8024. And 
that number will also be in our show notes. Yes. Leave us a message and tell us all about your experience with Colombo. Colombo, because I know people love Colombo. Mm-hmm. We found And now out. we Even do, too. Youngsters. Yes. Yes. And just know that any voice message that you leave may be aired on our show. You can also contact us via email at tvtangents at gmail.com. And there are some ways you can support TV Tangents. The first is to tell all your friends Mm -hmm. that you listen to our show. If there's an episode or something you heard on the show that's interesting to you, then tell your friends about it. You can also support us by joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash TV Tangents. And we have a lot of bonus episodes there and swag for some levels. Um, Our lowest level is $2 a month. You get all the episodes that we've put on there Mm -hmm. and you also get new episodes early and for one-time support you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash tv tangents and i put all this information in the show notes we'd love for you to be on the social medias with us we love i love the i get on the facebook page a lot just because i'm more of a facebook person because i'm old and uh the tv tangents fan group is great and we have a bunch of people who post on there a lot and we always have like celebrity um unfortunately sometimes deaths but like birthdays, birthdays. and fun stuff we just posting about uh, rebecca's favorite dallas character <laughs> the other day because mitch lee mccloskey uh, had a birthday and which it, again we can't separate right and if you listen actors. to the show you know that we <laughs> don't really like mitch on dallas but i'm sure lee mccloskey is a very very nice guy i'm a perfectly sure. nice man so i'm once sure. again great actor because we hate him as mitch we cannot stand him. um but just fun stuff like that we like to post things um somebody posted the other day about like a mrs Roper, uh, like they a have pub like, crawl? A, a pub crawl, yes. And we're I want to do that. We're gonna do that here. Oh, we should just have we a pub crawl. Up. We should just have a TV tangents pub. Crawl. We should come as your favorite, your favorite sitcom. Noted, noted. Let's do it. We're gonna do it. Your favorite sitcom. We should. Let's do it. We'll get a party bus. We'll just we'll do it upright, <laughs> and then we'll all be in bed by eight because we're all right. Old, so. We'll do this at yes. six o'clock. I know. I was gonna say, can we have a party bus at one p.m.? Is that weird? Okay. Show up to empty bars, which is fine because we're all old and we'd rather be in an empty bar. Exactly. Anyway. I mean, maybe we start early and go to coffee shops. I mean, I'm good with that too. <laughs> Do it. Coffee shop crawl. Coffee shop crawl. Imagine all these coffee shops and people just start showing up in weird costumes. They'd be like, what is happening? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Why is this person dressed like Steve Urkel in the middle of the day? <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, I don't have anything else to say about Columbo. Me neither. Um, I don't have one more thing. Oh, I don't have one more mm. thing. One more thing, sir. Um, so, we can wrap it up. I have a great show. So that's the okay. one more thing. Yes, and I love chili, apparently. (laughs) All right. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.